If uh, you've ever needed rescuing from something, uh, some people have been joining in with the live chat this morning who are online with us today because we've been asking that question online and people were saying, one of uh, the people on the chat this morning was saying they needed rescuing from a lift one time. Anybody else need rescuing from a lift? Okay, some people, yeah. Well, one time I needed rescuing from something was when I was a little boy. I was probably only about four or five years old, and uh, we'd gone to the beach. We may have been on holiday, I think, actually, as a family. And I went in the sea, and I used to love going in the sea. But after a few minutes of being in the sea, I got into trouble, and I couldn't find my way out, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and I was stuck. So I started yelling. And uh, lo and behold, my dad, who was sitting on the beach relaxing, heard my yelling. And in a flash, he was up, stripping off his shirt. If those of you who remember Baywatch, it was a little bit like that. He came charging down the beach, charging into the sea, and he scooped me up in his arms, and he took me back onto the beach. I was crying, and they comforted me, my mum and my dad, and I was all okay. They rescued me. You know, sometimes we need rescuing from something. We need saving. And we've been thinking this morning about who saved Christmas. And we've been thinking about all these people who thought they'd saved Christmas. And I'm wondering if we can get the um, responses to our poll up on the screen here so we can see who you think and those are online thoughts saved Christmas. Oh, wow. So I don't know whether you can see that too online. We've got Mary with 25 votes. Uh, then the wise men with 19, then Gabriel with 17, then Joseph with seven and, seven, and I'm so sorry, shepherds, bottom of the pile. Nobody really thinks you saved Christmas, but Mary gets a lot of votes. Mary, I hope you're feeling good about yourself. Well, all of these people, actually, that we've been hearing from this morning, Mary and Joseph and the angel and the shepherds and the wise men, all of them were amazing, actually, and played this amazing part in that very first Christmas Let's think about them for a moment. Mary was so young. Can you imagine how frightened Mary must have been? Would she lose her fiancé when he heard that she was pregnant? Would she be left all alone? Was the baby going to be okay? How could they possibly travel to Bethlehem on a donkey when she was so pregnant and so close to giving birth? But Mary was obedient she was obedient to what God had asked her to do, but her obedience on its own wasn't enough to save Christmas. It wasn't enough to mean she was the one who would win our prize today. It's not enough to mean her obedience on its own that she was the one who saved Christmas. So I'm sorry if you voted for Mary. Well then, what about Joseph, good old Joe? Well, Joseph must have been confused and angry and very upset when Mary told him that she was pregnant and he wasn't the dad. We heard Joseph describe himself this morning as heroic for sticking with her, which was a bold claim, I reckon. Joseph was loyal to Mary and faithful to God. But even his loyalty and his faithfulness on its own wasn't enough to mean he was the one who saved Christmas. So I'm sorry if you voted for Joe. He's not our winner today either. Well, what about the angels? Wasn't that a stunning angel, by the way? Maybe the angels saved Christmas with all their amazing singing and the glory all around them. Maybe they were the ones who saved Christmas. But the truth is, even their singing and even their heavenly glory wasn't enough 
to save Christmas. So sorry if you voted for Gabriel and the angels. Now, what about the shepherds? Not many of us thought that the shepherds saved Christmas, but what's their claim to saving Christmas? Maybe they did. I mean, they were amazed and in awe, and they recognized who the baby was when they visited him in that stable. And then they told everybody about what they had seen. That's pretty cool, actually. But even their amazement and their telling everybody wasn't enough for them to be the ones who saved Christmas. Sorry, shepherds. And what about the wise men with all their beautiful hair? What about the wise men? Did they save Christmas? Well, they traveled for miles and miles and miles, for days and days and weeks and weeks. They brought these amazing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and we heard that wise man claim that they were the only ones who bought presents, so maybe they should win the prize. But even their journeying and even their presents weren't enough for them to be the winners and to save Christmas. So sorry if you voted for the wise men. Now, we've really stitched you up here, haven't we? Because we've asked you to vote for who saved Christmas. And none of you have voted for the right person or the right people. But they were the only options you had, right? Who really saved Christmas? Thank you. I want to introduce you to a guy called Matthew. Now, Matthew didn't save Christmas, just in case nobody said Matthew. Matthew didn't save Christmas, but Matthew wrote one of the four accounts of the life of Jesus that we have available still to us today in the New Testament part of the Bible. And Matthew's very important because Matthew tells us about the birth of that very special baby in Bethlehem, tells us about the Christmas story that we've been talking about today. And he tells us about a dream that Joseph had. Now we're back to Joseph again. And Joseph, when he really wasn't sure what to do when Mary had told him that she was pregnant, Joseph had a dream, a dream sent by God, a dream about Mary, a dream about the baby that she was carrying. And the angel in that dream said this to Joseph. He said, she, that's Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, on first reading of those verses from Matthew's account of the life of Jesus, it sounds like maybe there's two babies here. Hold on a minute. It sounds like there are two, because there are two names for the baby, Jesus and Emmanuel. Were there twins? Well, no. Let's look a little bit more closely. The angel tells Joseph to call the baby Jesus, which means God saves. But we're also told that other people, that people, will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Two names for the same baby, not twins, two names for the same baby. But those names help us to understand why this baby is doubly brilliant news. One, call him Jesus, because he's the savior that we need. Number two, call him Emmanuel, because he is God with us. Now, how can 
a very special baby born all those years ago and miles away from us here possibly help you and me? Well, those names give us a clue because the baby is a savior baby, Jesus. He's come to save us and rescue us. Just like my dad ran into the sea that day to save me, Jesus comes to save us. And Jesus has come, the baby has come, to save us from a problem that affects all of us, no matter who we are, no matter how young or old we are. This problem affects all of us. Because, you know, we all find ways sometimes to hurt each other or to put ourselves first or all the ways in which we spoil the day and spoil our amazing world, all the ways we shut out and ignore the God who made us. And God calls those problems, that problem, sin. And that's what the baby Jesus saves us from. But there's more, more even than Jesus saving us from sin. There's more to it than that. Remember the other name that Matthew tells us Joseph was told to give to Jesus or that people would call Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is God, a baby who was perfect from the start, wonderful, loving, completely in control. And God loves us so much that he didn't turn his back on us and leave us with the messes and the problems that we make. God didn't leave us in that way. He came into the world to be God with us. He became one of us to save us, to love us, to forgive us, and to change us to be more like him. And he knows because he lived on earth, he knows what life is like. He knows all the mess and the confusion and all the pressures and the stresses of life that we feel. He understands and knows what we need in every situation. Jesus is the one who saves us and he is God with us. And the greatest news of all is that this story and this baby is for everyone. He came for every single one of us. And that is the best news of all. And that should make us want to celebrate. That's why we sing and shout and give gifts and have trees and dress up at Christmas and get together at Christmas. Because this is simply the best news of all and worth celebrating. And we all are part of this amazing story. It's for all of us. Jesus came to fill our hearts and our homes and our hands with reasons to be thankful. He saves us and he is God with us. So this Christmas, I'm sure you, like me, will have some stress and some hassle and some stuff going on and some obstacles and some challenges. But the greatest news of all is those things don't need to be overwhelming to us because we have Jesus the one who really saved Christmas, the one who is God with us, the one who is the reason to celebrate. So if right from the beginning you knew that none of those people really saved Christmas and that it was Jesus who did, well, well done. Good on you. You were right. Jesus is the one who really saves Christmas. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending that baby to be God with us. 
We thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for all that he has done for us and all that he has given to us. We thank you that he saves the day. We thank you that he saves us. And we pray, Heavenly Father, help us to know him. Help, him to have, help us to have him with us this Christmas time, we pray. In his most precious name. Amen.